This is a CNA podcast. You've probably noticed it's getting more expensive to fill your plate. Blame food inflation. Thinking about it makes my stomach turn. Maybe yours too. Every visit to the supermarket means you're getting less for your money. Hello and welcome to CNA Correspondent. This is the podcast where our network of correspondents shine a light on stories from wherever they are in the world, bringing you behind and beyond the headlines. On today's edition, we head to Indonesia and Thailand to talk instant noodles. All right, here's a fun fact for you. Did you know, after China, Indonesia is the world's top consumer of the convenient carb? And Thailand regularly makes it to the top 10 list as well. So why the love affair and why should we measure food inflation against instant noodles? Well, joining me from Jakarta is our correspondent Saifulbari Ismail and Saksith Sayasambut is in Bangkok. Hi, guys. Nice to have you on. Hi, Teresa. Well, I'm sure both of you had a hand in getting your countries onto that top 10 list. Saiful, in Indonesia, is it a staple in every household pantry? Uh, Is it in your Jakarta pantry as well? Well, Teresa, it is. You know, I always uh, keep a few packets of uh, instant noodles uh, in the kitchen just in case. If I'm feeling really hungry at night and I need a quick fix so I can cook myself a packet of instant noodles or maybe two, depending on how hungry I am. Now, with instant noodles, it's just the convenience of uh, preparing it, I guess. I must admit that I don't cook. I don't know how to cook. And instant noodles are just an instant solution to relieve my hunger pangs. Now, I still remember when I was a young boy growing up in Singapore, the first instant noodles I ate was Maggie Mee. Now, that brand of instant noodles is synonymous with its bright yellow packaging. And in Indonesia, the most common brand of instant noodles is Indomie. There are over 30 flavors of uh, Indomie instant noodles. They include uh, hot and spicy barbecue and satay. And my favorite flavor is curry. You can never go wrong with curry. <laughs> Saksith, I saw you raise your eyebrows when Saiful mentioned Magi Mi there. The love affair with the instant noodle is just as passionate in Thailand. And I know there's a shop called Good Noodle that houses some 350 different noodle products. The wall's completely plastered with the small packages. What was a visit to that shop like? I haven't seen anything like that either. And, you know, for somebody who was actually trying to cut down on carbs, the story was probably came at the worst time. But for this story, we noticed this shop that has been open since late last year, a place called Good Noodle, which is in a mall here in Bangkok. During lockdown, the owner became interested in instant noodles. And that's why he was researching to see how many instant noodles are actually out there? And over a couple of weeks and a couple of months, he saw that there were hundreds of them, 350 instant noodles from all over Asia, be it Thailand, be it from Indonesia, be it from Japan and other places in Asia. And so that's why he and a couple of other business partners came up with a shop to sell these places. And we're going to hear from the owner, Mr. Ankun, and he's going to explain what part instant noodles play in Thai culture. Instant noodles are something that have been around in Thai society for a long time. So much so that people are saying that it has become a friend shortly before payday. It's something that everyone has at home. It's part of our culture for 50 years now. 
Instant noodles not only eaten at home, but in your story, Sifle, you stop at a roadside eatery in Jakarta that actually serves instant noodles. How common are these? I've never seen these before. No, no. You can find instant noodles also being sold outside by the roadside shop and stuff like that. Now, these E3s are very common in Indonesia. Now, the E3 that I went to when I was doing this story in South Jakarta is called a Warkop. Uh, Indonesians just love abbreviations, you know. They love to shorten words. Uh, so in Basa, Indonesia, a Warkop is short for Warung Kopi or coffee shop. Now, it's a place where friends hang out or a place you visit if you need to grab a cheap, quick bite. Now, at a Warkop, you can find a variety of uh, instant coffee, those uh, three-in-one coffee sachets and simple food like instant noodles. Now, I spoke with uh, Agus Mulyadi, who is the owner of the coffee shop. He's originally from Tasik Malaya, which is a regency uh, in West Java. And he moved to Jakarta more than 20 years ago to find employment and in search of a better life in the capital. Now, eight years ago, Agus opened the coffee shop and he told me that Life hasn't been easy in recent years, especially in the past two years because of COVID-19. People don't go out to eat as often as uh, they used to. However, the pandemic is not as bad now as it was about a year ago. Uh, many restrictions have been lifted and people are getting a sense of normalcy here. But when war broke out between Russia and Ukraine, that has caused food prices to go up, including instant noodles. The price of this staple has gone up, though, partly, as you say, because of the war in Ukraine and the conflict hampering the export of wheat, which is the raw material for instant noodles. How much have prices changed? Uh, Saksith, let's start with you. Well, when it comes to instant noodles, actually, it's interestingly, the prices have stayed the same. It's currently still a six baht for a pack of instant noodles. It's about 17 US cents. But the manufacturers have been feeling the pinch for quite some time now. They have been saying for a couple of months now that the profit margin is shrinking and that they may have to bump up the price um, by one baht. And overall, Yes, you do definitely feel the pinch right now, but not so much in when it comes to food, but for oil prices and other stuff like that. But instant noodles are definitely a huge factor and probably, in my opinion, one of the most visible factors here in Thailand as well. I'm even going to so far that, you know, instant noodle in Thailand is a better economic indicator than the Big Mac. Uh, yes, indeed, Riza, price of instant noodles has in fact gone up by more than 20% since more than two months ago. Now, Agus is the instant noodle seller that I spoke earlier, told me that he had no choice but to pass on the higher cost of instant noodles to his customers. Now, a bowl of instant noodles usually costs around 6,000 rupiah, that's about 40 US cents. Now, it costs uh, 10,000 rupiah or about 66 US cents. Now, if you add an egg to your instant noodles, that will cost 13,000 rupiah or about 86 US cents. Now, these increments may look small, but to many ordinary Indonesians who are unemployed or who earn just minimum wages, it could be hard on them. Now, the minimum wage in Jakarta, for example, is about 4.6 million rupiah. That's about 300 US dollars a month. So Indonesians have been hit by the higher food prices cost in part by the war. Of course, there are other factors contributing to higher food prices, like unfavorable weather conditions that affect the harvest of various commodities. Now, the higher food prices have pushed up inflation as well. In June last month, the inflation rate in Indonesia was 4.35%. That's the highest since 2017. I know a lot of stories you just cover and watch from an outside perspective, but this story actually may impact you directly because we're looking at products we use every day. Saksith and Saiful, are you cooking more at home? Do you guys buy generic brands? I've been 
home cooking a lot anyway. So regardless of that, and especially during COVID working from home, um, we had the chance to cook at home more often. There has definitely been a noticeable price increase for a lot of materials. Even before the Ukraine war, you had this talk about pork prices, for example, going up. And also other commodities and daily essentials are going up as well. One point that I personally don't feel that, but a lot of people in Bangkok are feeling, is also fuel prices, energy, gas prices. They are going up here as well. So Thailand and everybody else is coming out of the pandemic. Governments are trying to encourage people to spend more money to bump up consumption and spending. And then you are hitting with the inflation, everything, you know, prices have gone up for food 6.5% since last year. So it comes probably at the worst time when the economy is trying to recover. But then prices are going up. So basically, there's less money to spend for people to go around. As for me personally, well, I'm still going to be cooking at home a lot more often. Well, Sakshit, you got to teach me how to cook, man. I don't <laughs> cook at home because I can't. But maybe that's just an excuse. The truth is I'm too lazy to learn. Maybe. Any, but, anybody but else in your family? <laughs> well, my late mother was a great cook, I must say. Uh-huh. But seriously, it's more for practical reasons. You know, I live alone in Jakarta, so it's just more convenient for me to just order food delivery. So I avoid the hassle of going to the supermarket to buy the various ingredients to cook. And of course, you spend time cooking and then cleaning up after that. But yes, I am price conscious at the present moment and try to save as much as I can. I try to cut down on going out to eat at restaurants or going out to the restaurants and depending on what I eat can set me back to at least 100,000 rupiah. That's about seven US dollars. But the good thing about Indonesia is the fact that there are a variety of food options available. And I believe also in Thailand, right? If I want to go out, I don't have to go to a restaurant to have a meal. There are many street vendors who sell all kinds of food. And you can always find a street vendor with their food cart near you. Now, for example, yesterday, I bought Gado Gado for lunch from a street vendor near the office. Now, Gado Gado is an Indonesian salad, mixture of uh, slightly boiled vegetables, hard-boiled eggs, boiled potatoes, fried tofu and tempeh, uh, served with a peanut sauce dressing. The gado gado was so yummy, so filling, and the best part, guess what? It only costs 15,000 rupiah. That's about one US dollar. Take a listen now to Adi Lukman. He's chairman of the Indonesian Food and Beverage Producers Association. And he doesn't seem all that bothered by the higher costs, for now at least. I'm not too worried about the food stock this year. This is because crops were sown last year and harvested this year. But if this war is prolonged, it will be difficult to sow new crops, and next year will be more dangerous, not only in terms of high prices, but also availability of the commodity. How worried are everyday Indonesians, Saiful, especially if the war drags on? Well, the reason, of course, people are worried. The pandemic is not over yet. In fact, COVID-19 cases have increased, fueled by the Omicron subvariants. And now people have to deal with the effects of the war. Even when it's happening thousands of kilometers away, people have seen what happened to Sri Lanka, a country which is in crisis, and most recently in Italy. Now, are Indonesians worried what happened in Sri Lanka could happen here? I would say no, because Indonesia is not Sri Lanka. There is a stable government here which is doing all it can to help cushion the impact of higher food and energy prices, uh, which has skyrocketed as a result of the Ukraine war. Just last week, uh, state-owned oil and gas company Pratamina increased the price of several non-subsidized fuel brands. 
However, the government has chosen to maintain subsidies for fuel with lower octane levels. Now, Indonesia has chosen to carefully adjust uh, to the global trend of rising fuel prices by shielding its economy from uncontrolled inflation. All right, we're going to talk about that a bit more coming up next. Stay with us on CNA Correspondent as we cover what people and governments are doing to keep food affordable. Hi, my name is Sarah Alcaldi, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Money Talks. Yes, we will be talking about money, but more than that, we'll also be talking about life, personal choices, lucky breaks, and how money is the thread running through it all. So look out for our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. We're back on CNA Correspondent with Saifubari Ismail in Jakarta and Saksith Saisambut in Bangkok. You know, guys, to save money on petrol, people might, say, not drive their cars as much and take public transit. But when it comes to food, buying less actually means there are some people who are going to bed hungry. Saiful, how are Indonesians coping? You know, Teresa, Indonesians are coping as best as they can due to this uh, rising inflation. The poverty rate in Indonesia has increased by nearly 4%. Anyone earning below 500,000 rupiah or 33 US dollars a month is considered to be unable to meet their basic needs and is defined as poor. Now, there are more than 26 million poor people in Indonesia. Despite this, Indonesians are resilient people and they can be thankful that they have a government who wants to help. Uh, Authorities said they will increase uh, social assistance to 431 trillion rupiah, that's nearly 29 billion US dollars to cushion people from the inflationary impact of food and energy prices. There is a cash assistance program for the poor. There is also uh, the new pre-employment scheme that provides vocational training, not only for young people seeking jobs, but also those who have been laid off. Now, you may ask, how will the government finance all this big spending on the social safety net and subsidies? Now, the government has been lucky. Indonesia has managed to uh, reap the windfall from the commodity boom, especially coal, palm oil and several other minerals, which will likely to continue to increase the state revenues. Lots of action in Indonesia. And the Thai government has stepped in as well to make sure instant noodles remain affordable, haven't they, Saksith? Have they done this before? Yes, indeed, they have done this before. Um, The Commerce Ministry actually has a running list of items where they're trying to keep the prices stable. And instant noodles have been on this list ever since the beginning of time. So that's why this push and pull between the manufacturers and the government has been very fascinating to see that the manufacturers have been saying that we need to raise the prices to 7 baht. The government, especially this year, has many times said, no, the prices stay the same. It's going to be six parts, and that's it. But the question is basically what I've been asking economists and people from the government side is that how long can you keep this up? In the long run, it is probably not sustainable. Like any subsidy scheme is probably not going to be sustainable whatsoever. Fun fact, in that list also... There are a lot of other items. You have pork, you have flour, you have oil, you have eggs, but then you also have non-food stuff like cement, other stuff as well. I remember at the beginning of the pandemic that surgical masks were also put on that list as well because there was a high demand. So you're seeing that the Thai government is trying to ensure that people are not being stung by price hikes or price surges, but the question still remains that that is that a long-term solution or do they have other solutions to help people in the long run? 
Yeah, no end to this story just yet. And it's amazing. The humble instant noodle opens the door to so many conversations about inflation, about people's habits around consumption. And too bad we're not together to eat and talk over a bowl of instant noodles. Uh, but one last question for you both. In one word, tell me your favorite addition to a bowl of instant noodles. Saksith. My addition is uh, minced pork, chili, garlic, and black pepper. So basically... <laughs> I like my noodles dry as a stir fry and I take on the Thai drunken noodles. I know it's an audio podcast, but I got it back here. <laughs> so They're maybe after we're done you. recording, I'm going to cook this. And yeah, Saiful, next time you're in Bangkok, I'm going to cook for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Saxi. <laughs> and Saiful, what would you add to your noodles? Definitely eggs. I agree. That was my answer as well. All right. Thank you so much both for coming on to share about how people in Indonesia and Thailand are coping with the rising cost of food. The TV version, CNA Correspondent, airs on CNA every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. You can also catch up with them whenever you like on cna.asia. Like and subscribe to this podcast version that takes you behind the scenes with our correspondents. Our podcast team is made up of Daniel Lee, Crispina Robert, Claire Ong, and me, Teresa Tang. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>